Good morning, everybody. We have a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up two and three quarters at 5.35. November soybeans up four and a half cents at 12.46 and a half. December Chicago wheat up five and a half at 7.51 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up five at 7.50. December spring wheat up seven and three quarters at 9.46 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we can get to 3,000 subscribers this week, maybe early next week. So certainly help me out and do that. If you guys like the content, if you're watching consistently, help me out to grow this channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button if you like these videos. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my subscription service this weekend, $49.99 a month. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day about uh, 6.20 or so a.m. Central Time. You'll be made aware of every overnight headline that is important to these markets. Um, uh, all sorts of interesting charts, graphics, fundamental information, all of my grain marketing recommendations, uh, things like capture and carry, uh, basis decisions, all of that stuff. Uh, this includes my subscriber-only videos, which have become very popular. A new subscriber-only video goes out every day. This is a monthly subscription. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee, no other obligation. I will not try to sell you anything else, I promise. A couple of housekeeping notes before I get started here. Uh, yesterday, I posted uh, a podcast episode and a YouTube video. Uh, I did a discussion with my friend Ken Morrison regarding China, regarding the phase one trade deal, regarding where we stand in terms of uh, Chinese purchases of, of corn and soybeans, uh, the future of those things. You should certainly check that out. It's it's a little bit longer than my normal episodes. I think it's about 20 minutes or so, but uh, check that deal out if you are uh, interested in learning a little bit more about this situation with China. Uh, another housekeeping note, I will be taking a rare day off tomorrow. Uh, there will be no podcast or YouTube video tomorrow morning. I'm sure you're heartbroken, but I'll be out for a day. I'll be back on Monday. Uh, U.S. ethanol production improved uh, drastically. Of course, I talk about 2019 because it's our last, you know, pre-COVID benchmark year. Assuming that normal seasonal patterns hold in terms of ethanol production, I believe we'll be back above a million barrels per day by the end of the month. Production margins uh, for the ethanol producer here in this country have improved drastically, uh, mainly because corn basis has has really fallen apart. Uh, uh, as a result of harvest, you know, pre-harvest corn bases was incredibly strong in a lot of areas of the country. Uh, that is not the case anymore as harvest pushes forward here. Ethanol stocks were down 1.4% on the week. They've generally trended lower since July, which is an indication that we're using ethanol faster than we're producing it. Uh, gasoline demand is very strong. It's above uh, where we were two years ago. So all signs point to an improved ethanol grind in the near future, uh, in my opinion. World food prices have hit a 10-year high. The Food and Agriculture Organization posted its monthly food price index, which tracks international prices of the most globally traded food commodities. Uh, the index is less than 6% from the all-time high that was posted in 2011. So we're getting kind of pricey here. Uh, they mentioned wheat in particular as being uh, one of the big issues, wheat prices, which have, have rallied to multi-year highs. Uh, that's one of the big components here. And when you see these global food prices 
uh, rally like this and you see this big increase, you'll in a lot of instances see uh, changes in government policy, government intervention. We've seen some of that in Russia. We saw it in some other countries. And, and you may very well see some more of that uh, if this sort of trend continues in regard to uh, commodity prices and more specifically food prices around the world. Rains are headed for the U.S. Plains and Western Corn Belt. You're going to see some rains hit the Dakotas and Minnesota this weekend. And then you've got kind of a follow-up system after that that you'll see um, during the, the early to middle part of next week. So there's going to be some fairly substantial rain amounts here. This is the next seven days. I mean, areas of North Dakota could see two to three inches. Um, South Dakota, maybe slightly less than that, but up to two inches certainly in some areas. And then you've got this stretch from... Uh, say eastern to central Oklahoma, up into uh, the eastern half of Kansas, uh, Nebraska, a good chunk of Iowa. We'll see perhaps up to two inches of rain over the next seven days. Central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt drier by comparison. Uh, temperatures are going to be well above normal. It looks like really through the end of the month, at, at least through the third week of the month. So um, you're going to see some uh, some slowdown in harvest activities in those areas. Um, it's, it's not a big deal in regard to the markets, but certainly something to be aware of. USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASDE report on Tuesday morning. Uh, this is your normal monthly report. They can change anything from uh, yields to demand numbers, uh, global numbers. In general, in regard to this year's U.S. corn and soybean crops, traders uh, largely expect a small decline in the U.S. corn yield and a small increase in the U.S. soybean yield. The average trade guess for the corn yield, according to a Reuters poll, was 176 even. That would be down from 176.3 in last month's report. The bean yield seen at 51.1, uh, which would be up from 50.6 last month. There's also some discussion that you may see um, uh, acreage adjustments again as a result of recent FSA data. We saw some of that last month. You could see more of that this month. I see some uh, potentially very negative things in regard to the soybeans, in particular when it comes to the U.S. balance sheets. First off, we know that our old crop carryout is substantially higher because USDA uh, – uh, in that September 30th report, adjusted the size of the 2020 U.S. soybean crop higher. Uh, second off, the potential for a higher yield number. And and third, I don't know if they're going to do it in this report, but USDA is too high with their uh, new crop export projection. Uh, we are not anywhere close to where we need to be in regard to uh, export sales of soybeans. China's way behind where they were last year, like 40% behind. So I wouldn't be shocked if USDA uh, peeled some off of that export projection for next year, but they could also kick the can down the road, wait a couple months. Uh, it's very early in the marketing year. So that report will be on Tuesday. I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week. U.S. Senate Republicans have offered to help Democrats with a short-term fix to the debt ceiling issue. I told you yesterday that this would not happen, and apparently I was wrong. Uh, the Senate's top Republican, Mitch McConnell, floated a plan yesterday that would buy the government an additional couple of months to resolve the issue. They'll essentially uh, do a short-term suspension of the debt ceiling until uh, December. Democrats appear willing to accept this offer. Um, again, I'm shocked that Republicans are offering offering any sort of relief at all, but um, this this is a potentially catastrophic situation. They need to fix this. So I'm, I'm happy, of course, that they are fixing it. Uh, global equity markets reacted positively yesterday. The stock market uh, started yesterday's session sharply lower. We came back, we finished higher. We're higher here this morning. We'll have our export sales report out at 730 today. Uh, corn export sales expected 350 to 800. Uh, bean sales expected 
expected 600 to 1.5 million. Wheat sales expected 200 to 500. The cattle market finished higher yesterday, not a half bad performance. Feeder cattle higher as well. On the Fed Cattle Exchange, they traded some cash cattle 122 up to about 124, which is pretty close to what USDA has told us so far this week. We'll see what develops here uh, Thursday, Friday. Box beef market a little bit lower. In the outside markets, the US dollar is marginally lower. The S&P is up 42. The Dow's up almost 300. So nice performance in the stocks here. Uh, bonds are flat. Precious metals just marginally higher. Crude oil's down $1.25, 76.18 in the November WTI. A little bit of a correction there. Um, I'm out tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you Monday morning.